Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Today's phrase is in a quandary. In a quandary. And we use this when we are in a state of confusion between two things. We have choices to make. We're in a quandary. Now, let me give you a few examples, first of all, just to explain what this means, okay? The boss knew that he had to fire someone to save money for the company. He didn't know who to fire. He was in a quandary. The travelers weren't quite sure which way to go. They could see that the road split two ways, left and right. They were in a quandary. I'm in a quandary because I don't know what to make for dinner. There's chicken in the fridge and there's also fish. I'm in a quandary because I don't know what my guests will want to eat. Oh, I'm all in a quandary today because I have a meeting with my boss later and I don't know what to say to him. I'm not prepared. At the court, the jury had to decide if the man really did commit the crime. Either he was guilty or he was innocent. And the jury, it took them three days and they're still in a quandary. So there we are. To be in a quandary is to be in a state of confusion. Now, this is a very, very common phrase. I use it almost every day. It's not that I have a lot of confusion in my life, but it's just one of those phrases that's very common. Across the English-speaking world, in Britain and America, in a quandary is something that you're going to hear. Now, English learners often find themselves in a quandary, or as we say in England, oh, I'm all in a quandary today, meaning <clears throat> I'm stuck in a quandary. We can use it with that extra word, all. English learners often find themselves in a quandary because they don't know how to move forward. Most of the people I speak to really are looking for some kind of guidance. It's not about grammar. It's not usually about communication. It's just they don't know how to get to the next level, how to move, really. And they don't even know how to tell me that. They're usually in a bit of a quandary. I was talking to someone yesterday and she told me, mm, you know, I just feel a bit stuck. She told me it was her grammar. But when we went through all of the grammar, we discovered that it wasn't the grammar because she knew everything. And then we practiced some speaking and her speaking was okay. We spoke about accent reduction, but she said, mm, I just don't seem to be kind of getting to that place where I want to go. 
the conversations I have are repetitive and low level. I don't know, I'm just a bit lost. She was in a quandary and she didn't know even why she was in a quandary. To be in a quandary is to be in a state of confusion. Many English speakers feel that people who've learned English but yet aren't quite hitting the place that they want to be. I think part of the reason for this is that we spend so much time learning a second language and then suddenly we find the people around us are only using very basic phrases about the weather, small talk. And this is a big problem. British people rarely, these days, know how to hold a good conversation. Now, I love talking to people. I love finding out how they feel. I love asking them questions to get inside their head. And a lot of people really don't like that. A lot of people would prefer just to smile and walk away and say, lovely day. But those kinds of conversations aren't enough for me. I really like and enjoy good, deep conversations. I don't like mixed messages. I like things to be very clear and for people to speak their mind and tell me how they feel. That seems to be quite rare these days. When you're in a quandary learning English, there's a few things that you can do. First of all, you have to be very clear on why you're in a quandary. I think one of the reasons why is because of the way that we are taught English. When we're at school, we're told to face the front and you have to behave. It's strict, it's disciplined, and there's not a lot of room in that for exploring your own mind. We have hobbies outside of school which we run to to escape the boredom of the book. Some people don't do well at school because they're just not academic, but they're wonderful salespeople. When you're learning English, you have to really be aware of all of these kind of things. When you're at school, very strictly you're told the book is the only thing that matters. But yet when you're older, what really matters is meaning. Building up friendships with people who give you patience and time. And also knowing that you're understood. Just to be a little bit affirmed by people. Someone to tell you, you're doing well. In an English class with 10 people, that's quite hard because it's a bit like school. You have to face the front and you basically have to just listen while the person in authority speaks. Education is slowly changing. And the good thing about one-to-one -one classes is a teacher can really hear you, you personally, and give you honest feedback.
that can be just as scary for people on their journey of learning because one-to-one feedback is a bit like when your boss tells you that maybe you could do something better. So teachers are well aware of this and they have to be very careful about what they say so that it doesn't destroy your learning ability or motivation. So if you're feeling in a quandary today, it might just be that conflict. In the past, you were told the book is all that matters. But here you are trying to find a way into the English-speaking world, faced with small talk, conversations in the office, which aren't really worth anything. I was talking to someone the other day, and they were expressing their disappointment. They spent years learning English, and they found themselves working in a shop here in the UK, and every day being faced with people who either weren't speaking properly or other bad people who were coming in and trying to steal. And it kind of spoiled their vision of moving to the UK for a new life. And that sometimes happens too. And this confusion comes up that leaves us in a quandary. On one hand, you've invested a lot of time and money into learning, but on the other hand, it hasn't really taken you anywhere. Sometimes it's just all about mood. So if you are feeling in a quandary today, I would say don't worry about it. Just put the book down, find someone or something that you like in English, That could be some music, or it could be maybe your favorite magazine, or it could be a hobby you have. And just look at how that translates into English. That's a very different thing from simply taking the book your teacher gave you and going over the present perfect. If you take a hobby and look at it in a second language, It has meaning for you because it's part of your life. But if you take something that isn't part of your life and then you just squeeze it into your mind, it's a bit repetitive, a bit dull, and a bit boring. As older people, we have choices. And it's important we make those choices so that we're not left in a quandary. By the way, if you're going to use in a quandary, it's really important that you know that we don't use it in the plural form. We are in quandaries. That would be incorrect. Okay, so to be in a quandary, past, present or future is perfectly fine. Now, we were talking a moment ago about this conflict This quandary that we find ourselves in between the book and between the conversations. Of course, it's very important sometimes to study grammar, especially if you're writing essays and you're preparing to do an exam. But for general communication skills, 
Really what you need is someone honest to tell you what they think of your English and to help you, well, affirm you, to assure you that you're doing well and also to show you where there's room for improvement. A lot of people I talk to already know all the grammar. They already know all the different things that they need. They have all the tools, but they just don't know how to use them exactly. They're, they're in a bit of a quandary trying to come up with a good conversation. And they look over their shoulder back at the book saying, oh, have, I, have I missed something there? Because I don't think I'm really getting this conversation. We all feel that. As a British man who has lived and worked in the UK, well, for me, I often find myself in a quandary. One thing which happens here for all of us is that at different times of our lives, we often do jobs or are around people that we really don't like. They may be from a different social class, or maybe they just have different habits, or we feel that they're less educated than us. And we suddenly think, mm, I'm a bit confused. This isn't why I came to this country, for example. I found that working in other countries too. You make this really big effort to move, and then suddenly you find yourself either being too afraid to speak, or when you do speak, there isn't much of a conversation going on with the person. And you think, mm, this really isn't my dream. <laughs> Perhaps some of you are feeling that way today. You're in a quandary. You're looking at the book, and it's not really matching what you're finding. You're looking for a good conversation. You're looking for a way to move forward with the correct materials. And it's all becoming a little bit hazy. That's to be in a quandary. And the answer is to move away from academia and really jump into your dreams. I often say that your passion plus your creativity is what will give you the best joy level. Some people, they don't think of a joy level when they think of learning English. They want to be in that place, but again, they're looking over the shoulder. There's a little bit of confusion saying, oh, well, <laughs> is this actually okay or <laughs> not? Um, so, that's to be in a quandary. And my advice to you today, if you are feeling that way, put the books down. What are you passionate about today? Doesn't matter how ridiculous it is, whether it's arts, whether it's painting, whether it's exploring someone's mind, whether it's a romantic relationship, do it in English. That will give you a higher sense of fulfillment than trying to work out what the present perfect is. Let the present perfect come naturally while you're exploring your passion. So that's it for me today. 
I won't be in a quandary today because uh, I know exactly what I have to do. I even have dinner planned. There we are. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Let's talk again soon. See you. Bye.